Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Welcome everybody to Saturday Wrap Live and I'm back. Some would say better than ever. I do believe I've got a knack for making things better, but we'll see how this episode proceeds. Yes, after my one week hiatus, never you mind Ryan Gallagher what I was up to. I'm back to take my rightful place as host of Saturday Draft Live, the best show on the SSR, and joined by the man who brilliantly filled in for me uh, last week, Jack Graham. You know, it's a it's a pleasure, Scott. You know, I'm always here to to step up to the step up to the plate and all that. It's a, it's a shame that there was all sorts of blasphemy getting said about you, but potentially just you being dead. You know, what what what's, what's also what I'm trying to think about that in the spot. <laughs> yes, yeah, let's then go to the set man who said over dramatically said tonight our trio becomes uh, just two or something like that. Like I had to message you after I did that episode. Like lad, I took a week off. I'm not dead. <laughs> in my fairness it was i only said it was for one week only and you know i'm surprised you didn't appreciate a good uh, a good lion king quote because it is the best disney film ever never mind simba's pride by the way <laughs> and david campbell has just re-quit the podcast earlier than he usually does <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do appreciate a good disney quote but just it was just the over dramaticness of it and i'm like i was i was waiting for leave the memories alone to play underneath it was that sad but Thank you, I do appreciate you guys uh, stepping up last week, and David Campbell was, for all joking aside, a good, uh, cool guest last week, and as was Ryan. But joining us this week, we've got another guest. He's having some difficulty in the table, and we'll definitely delve into that as the show goes on. He once said to me on, I believe it was Quiz Showdown 2, if I ever appear on Saturday Draft Live, my Saturdays must be getting really dull. Quacko, how are your Saturdays going? Yeah. This is what it feels like when you're Donald Trump and you read your tweets one year later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is there was ever a more perfect analogy. <laughs> As you can see, I have maximum conviction for what I see. <laughs> uh, but we're not here to talk about people like Donald Trump we're here to talk about uh, the draft and we'll start as we always do with the top three of the table and number three this week is Roman Reigns you know he's always going to be in the in the top three he is like the universal champions to talk he wasn't wrestling this week he was there but and Paul Heyman took on Adam Pearce because that's a perfectly normal sentence to say out loud in 2021, but I'll go Jack first. Uh, you got anything to add about Roman Reigns that we haven't said already? You know, it's, it's rare that he's not like number one in the top three, but I think it was just one of those kind of stopgap weeks for Roman before he inevitably like gains Ryan uh, way more points with a fall by a successful defense at the Rumble. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much it. Like obviously, the, this kind of week before your kind of big pay per views, it's always just a bit of a bit of a fill. I mean to to try and provide some sort of shock in the story. Obviously, Roman got put through the, the a table in the SmackDown, but that still gets him six points, still appears a lot of times. It's something that we've said quite a lot with this new kind of character change of Roman. 
you're not going to get as many matches with him now, but he is going to appear a lot. And as that captain, he's as a no one knows a regular in the top three every week. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. And I love the fact that Paul Heyman was wrestling this week. You know, Paul Heyman, I just remember there, the New York draft team, Jack. And like, I get you, you drafted him as a tag wrestler. But for this week only, he had the chance to maybe potentially gain some points for him as a wrestler, which I don't think he ever expected. That would have been, see, you know, imagine Paul Heyman won. That would be unbelievable. That would in class. But hey, I've, it's, I'll, I'll say now, since we're on the topic of Paul Heyman, I'm going to be changing my captain from Cody Rhodes to Paul Heyman for the last week of the draft, obviously, with the, the, the Rumble coming into play. Uh, if Heyman appears, that's four points. And I don't have, since Lana's just been inexplicably written off TV, I don't have anyone that's going to appear in the Rumble. So I need someone just to be on that show. And if, if, if Heyman, you know, he'll appear during the match, two or three backstage segments, that's 16 points for the night. It's better than nothing, so I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Fair enough. Uh... Speaking of Roman and the Rumble, before we move on to number two in the table, Quacker, someone on your team is Kevin Owens. I'm sure mm. you, most of all, is probably hoping, even though like your position the table, like one last bit of uh, boost, if like Kevin Owens somehow wins the Universal title uh, right. in your mind. What's you're getting like, white, aren't you? I have been brought here of a very dull Saturday to boost your ratings and this is how you treat me. How shocking of that. I, I can't believe this. But as soon as you ask, there's quite a pertinent question there, Scott. Um, to be honest, in, in a few few of the weeks, Kevin Owens has actually cost me some points, especially with his championship losses that happened on pay-per-view, happened on SmackDown, whatever have you. So, yeah, I have lost a few good number of points. Kevin Owens was a bit of a gamble, but hindsight, not the best choice, but well, as what it is. Mm. Yeah, I wasn't really talking about it. I was just wondering to you if you think there is a likelihood, even a small one, if he does win the, the title, because yes, it won't give you the season, but I think then that does mean that it takes you above who's currently in eighth, ninth and eighth, which means you wouldn't finish last. In the season, which is something, what do you think the likelihood of Owens actually winning at the Rumble? Very slim because Roman's going to the media with the belt. Yeah, quack out. If, if, if Kevin Owens wins at the Royal Rumble, I'll transfer you a fiver as soon as that three can, that uh, ten count for the last man standing thing happens. You'll transfer me a fiver. Game oh, on. yeah, Kevin Owens wins. <laughs> Game on. Game on. <laughs> there you but, go. It's, uh, it's recorded now, so that's. Uh, I hope you follow through. Some with that. Well, of course, since, of course. Since I had to furlough Daniel as his um, business manager, I'm now thinking about furloughing myself. Business is very slow at the moment, so I'll take any money coming my way. <laughs> <laughs> but so uh, the main reason I ask is because, like, Kevin Owens has been really good in this like storyline with uh, Roman, so it gave me a little bit of doubt that he could win the. Match of the Rumble, so I don't want to like, rule it out completely. But we have Sasha Banks, and at seven points, she got a, a win over Reginald uh, mm-hmm. on SmackDown, uh, well as Samali. Uh, she's my captain, I'm, I'm happy with that. It, it's, it's a weird match to see on a SmackDown, uh, Sasha Banks in this match. Has anyone got any thoughts on what happened on SmackDown if they've seen it? Hey, all, I, I know what all, I, all I can say is, is that Reginald. 
he's got moves. Like he, he was flipping all over the shop. It was uh, it was actually quite entertaining to watch. But uh, yeah, big points for Sasha. You know, it's, it was a fairly convincing, easy win for her. And obviously, being your captain, you know, it was it, it, they might as well just give you the points for that one. So it's and Sasha Banks has been a pretty consistent performer all season. You know, she's not she's no stranger to being the top three of the week, and she's currently eighth in the top 10 overall with 38 points just behind Cody uh, in 7th place on with 40 points because mm, I was hoping for big things coming into Smackdown because you also had Big E in a title match but, but let's talk about Sami Zayn for a second that ginger prick yeah it's probably alright to get involved in the IC title match but you couldn't <laughs> have the consistency to hit Big E for yeah. for clarification when you say ginger prick which one are you talking about <laughs> One that appears on SmackDown with that oh, right, built to the to the side, who conveniently is another ginger fix, uh, a member of another ginger fix team. But well, you know, no, <clears throat> we'll not beat that dead horse. But the fact that he came in and he attacked Apollo first, which means technically Big E lost in a championship match by DQ, and it's all because of Sami Zayn. What a guy! What a guy! Top, top man, Sami. Fuck off, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, for that, we'll stick with you, Dave, for a second. Mm-hmm. Because your uh, captain, Asuka, I believe she's still your captain, she did lose on Raw to Alexa Bliss, mm-hmm. but she still showed up on SmackDown as she's able to do as one half of the Women's Tag Team Champions. And it was as one half of the Women's Tag Champions alongside uh, Charlotte Flair, she got a non title win over the Riot Score, who puts her a number one of the top three with 11 points, and uh, all of this we said is, I, I shared the, the graphic of this in the group chat last night when it was announced, I just put David Hockney rejoices. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a good boost for me at the end of the week, given that, you know, even though Asuka lost to Alexa Bliss, she still had at least a few appearance points here and there, so that's what saved me from getting uh, getting nothing from Raw, and this uh, the sort of, it, it almost felt like an exhibition match, but you know what, I'll take points where I can get them, like a captaincy win, and also champion's advantage in some aspects as well. So, And that actually moves Asuka once again to the number one in the top 10 of the season, overtaking Drew McIntyre uh, with 86 points overall. Like Asuka has been, she's become, in, she's ended up in the same tier as Drew and Roman when it comes to first round picks. Like she is a must have for future seasons. Uh, and I can't believe, you know, she was left until eight in this season's first round picks to be selected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been special since season five. She's become like a top commodity because, like, she was out in season five, and then that's when she had that run of like being Raw Women's Champion, constellated things with Bailey and Sasha, and she, like a lot of people saying she was the MVP of uh, that particular era. And then obviously ever since she's been consistently in that title team, now she's a double champion, so she continues like, to be a must-have. There is no way that she's gonna she's gonna be at least. What either if she's not in the top three, she'll be in the top five of contenders chosen because there is no way anybody else should be prioritizing her, Drew, or Roman behind anybody else that's been selected in this season. Not even Bailey, who had a hell of a season last year from WrestleMania to SummerSlam. And I talked about you lost to Alexa Bliss, who's on Kwaku's team. Uh, now Alexa Bliss is your uh, lowest performing player with a uh, ten points, but. It is still a big deal that she got a win over the the current Raw Women's Champion. Do you mm. think there is a chance? Like I've seen a lot of rumours that this is going to lead to a match at the the Rumble. 
which is interesting because I think a lot of people would have assumed that somehow this partnership with Charlotte was going to lead to a match between those two at the, the Rumble at some point. Do you think there's a possibility that before the season ends that Alexa Bliss could win the Raw Women's Championship as this new kind of fiend-like persona that she's got going on? I was going to more put it down to... See, my original thinking for picking Alexa Bliss, she was my first pick. I actually picked her first because I thought she was going to be the big, strong contender to win the actual Royal Rumble match. I never foresaw her get like potentially getting a Raw Women's Championship match, to be honest. It was purely for the Royal Rumble. Hence why I'm actually... I'm seeing her prominent now more. My current captain is Darby Allen. I'm thinking about changing it to Alexa Bliss now because I can see a bit of a momentum with her now. Um, so I, I, I'm still in the camp that I think she's going to enter the Royal Rumble and win that more than actually win the Royal Women's Championship. Who knows? See, so, uh, I, just to argue that point, Scott, there was a graphic on SmackDown which showed her as one of the participants in the Royal Rumble. So she doesn't look like she's going to be getting a title match at the Rumble. But that, again, puts into question what Asuka's role is going to be because Charlotte's been advertised for the Rumble as well. That kind of leaves mm. Asuka hanging dry a bit. Mm. Uh, so it's maybe, maybe think a little bit. Obviously, you've got, you've got until like, I would, and you know, and it's in the show for, for ratings and that, of course, if you want to change a captain, but if you're going to do it, I would change it to Alexa Bliss. Well, on that to- note, for, uh, as is good for business, I might as well, I'm going to change my captain to Alexa Bliss right here, right now. Let's make it happen. Alright, that is the official one. I was going to say, if you're going to do it, you're probably going to do it now, because next week is the, the Rumble, and uh, I think it was Dave Talkman who once tried to change his captain the last week of the draft when he then realised that's not how it works. It has to go into effect the following Monday, so... Mm-hmm. Hey, don't you yes, yes, lesson learned. What did you say, Dave? I was just saying, yeah, yeah, lesson learned. Yeah. Um, but you're still number one, so I'll say, where am I, say? But, talking about the Rumble, though, I think given like the current version of Alexa, I mean, she has appeared a lot as this new character like, in time for Randy Orton, so it was a smart pick. I see why you, you put her on your team, and I can see, like, given that she's lowest, like scoring memory of your team, why there should be, could be some frustration, but actually I wouldn't rule her out as a potential winner of the, the Women's Rumble, because the Women's Rumble especially of the two, is the one that's hardest, I think, to predict. I mean, some people say Bailey, and some people I buy, I mean, uh, David Campbell. Some people say Rhea Ripley. Alexa Bliss could be a candidate. I think she can even get down to the final few and get quite a few eliminations, and those eliminations are still worth quite a few points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I even picked, I even pitched on a Central a three faces of Alexa style thing, like Mick Foley back in 98, so... If uh, that does if that does happen, if they do listen to me, which they should, that would be even extra points for you. But I wouldn't hold my breath on that one. This is where you basically see the story of the underground, uh, underground underdog story, where I just rock it up the table, <laughs> and then I'll be caught by one point behind Hockney, and then Evo will be Hockney because I lost by one point. <laughs> the Twitter campaign, the Twitter campaign started already. I'm going to get everybody to march down on the West End and stand outside uh, Hockney Capital Residence. And I'll get some guy with some horns to storm into his house, even though there's meant to be a pandemic on. But they will stand in front of, they will take all his certificates, even the, um, his fruit bowl, 
uh, all his food <laughs> in the fridge, everything. They will riot down on Hockney because I'm telling you, this one is going to be stolen from me. It sounds like you just called an insurrection on my house, Kwaku. <laughs> the people have spoken. <laughs> Viva the resistance. Oh, for <laughs> sake. And the interesting thing about your team as well, Kwaku, is obviously uh, you've got Bianca Belair as well. Mm. I, I don't think she'll win, but there's every chance she can be like the 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 longest like participant in that match or the one that gets like, the most eliminations. So that'll be like, mm-hmm. extra points for you as well. So I like, you do I you do stand a good chance of not finishing last this season. That was my that was my OG thinking. My like when I was doing my draft I was thinking Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble. So I picked Alexa Bliss because I thought she was gonna win. And I picked Bianca Miller because I mean last year last year she eliminated eight people and she is like in my, I just love Bianca Belair. She's just my favourite uh, women's superstar at the moment. I, um, I, I just love her, so I picked her naturally for that. I do have a statistic about your team as well, Kwaku. Like, okay. even though you're even though you're currently at the bottom of the table, you're the only drafter this season who, where his whole team has scored at least ten points. So all your team members are in double digits. Everyone else has at least one member less than ten points. And the closest person to you is Jack who just needs one more point for Miro and Sabian to get 10 points, and then he, all his team will be double digits. So it, it is quite, it's quite a mad statistic if you think about it, because you're the only person where every member looks... It's a very well-rounded team you've got with everybody scoring mm-hmm. at least 10 points. You see, I'm a big team player. All you uh-huh. GD bastards out there with your one, one-hit wonders like Asuka, Roman, and all that. I mean, I'm jealous and I'm hating still, but <laughs> uh, if there was going to be a team award, then I should win that. I mean, you've certainly got the most uh, well-rounded team of everybody. It's, it's just crazy. To th- it's just, I think your issue has been you've never had that really big standout player. And I think that's what's key for a winning team. You need someone who's going to lead the charge, whereas everybody else is there for extra support. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, there we are. Uh, in, terms <laughs> of, in terms of draft, I have team of the season. Make it happen. Come on. <laughs> I know Zach Gibson was a bit of a, a wise pick on your part because I think... Uh, he's the fourth highest, uh, no, sorry, fifth highest last round pick. Uh, you know, as part of Grizzled Young Vets, they're getting a lot of exposure in the in the Dusty Classics. So mm-hmm. that, I think that was quite a smart pick. You know, the last pick's not often meant to be a big scorer, but it's uh, it's certainly propping your team up, that's for sure. See, I'm an I'm a all-round guy. It's just a shame that I'm an all-round last place guy as well. <laughs> <laughs> Bianca Belair was a, a smart pick because, as he said, yeah, she had a hell of a point. I think she kind of dominated the first half of last year's Women's Rumble. She and Charlotte both had eight eliminations each, and also Charlotte went on to win it. But I do think Bianca Belair in the next couple of years is a future Women's Rumble winner, and she'll be one of those people who often has a, a good performance in the Rumble. So mm. I, I'd, I'd watch it for her as well uh, next Sunday at the, the Rumble. But we'll move on quickly. We'll come back to your team in a second, Cracker, but we'll go a yeah, the leaderboard at the minute. We'll go to Purgatory first with uh, David Campbell at 89 points and Graham McRobbie has 127 points. Uh, so there's like, there's like a, almost a 38 point difference between the two. Uh, so and David Campbell will still insist on that the gap's closed in and he talked a lot about the uh, how Bailey, he has Bailey to win the Rumble and that will help him because also the Rumble points are very valuable. Uh we are going to have Grant McRobbie on next week to give his side of what he thinks it's going to take for him to 
keep this gap like wide and like win Perkutry over David Campbell. Do um, can have uh, the most horrific injury in all of his picks. He's still winning that. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Oh, yeah, I, do yeah. I do think that again. David Campbell is putting all his chips on the fact that he what like, Bailey could win the rumble, and I, I'm not saying she can. And all I am saying is that if Bailey gets eliminated uh, in the rumble and doesn't like end up in the final two or doesn't win it, then he's fucked. There's no way the gap is closing. She's getting she's getting eliminated by Bianca. You watch. You can just tell that's going to happen. That's mm-hmm. or they'll either end up eliminating themselves. Oh no! They've said that now. Oh no. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll eliminate each other in some convoluted way. That's the seed of doubt planted. If Bailey eliminates Bianca Belair, you hear checking the news, Lindsay burns to the ground and the man rages. <laughs> That's about right. So we'll go to the top 10 of the week. We have Kwaku, as I said, he's in last 102 and a half points. Uh, we have Strike. 106 points, not too far ahead as is Derek with 107. That's why I said if like Bill Atlas or Kevin Owens pulls it out at the Rumble, you can jump over those two finish at least 8th or 7th. 7th uh, is Ross with 121, who you can tell didn't listen to last week's show because he hasn't said anything about you, you guys basically called him a bottle merchant basically last week. <laughs> uh, the, the downfall of Ross continues. He was first for the good for a good few weeks at the start of the season. Look where he is now. Mm-hmm. See what happens when he doesn't have someone else to pick a team for him. But we have Jack uh, at 122 points, just one point ahead of him. Last week's last season's winner, Jack, what's happening? It's almost as if right, 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 right. Let's, right, let's, let's, let's clear this up. Obviously, we've, we've, we've obtained our goal of all the SDL boys winning the draft, you know what I mean? I came out straight away knowing that I was going to be drafting last. Wait, 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 wait a minute. You sat standing there with Adam Cole. We had the prophecy. It's come <laughs> <laughs> It was written in the stars, Quacker. <laughs> so, right, it's, it was done. But I, I said I said to you is that I was going to like pretty much draft a meme team, draft a joke team. I'll be the only two folk that isn't a meme or a joke and that is Cody and Shotsey. But we on rough, Paul Hayne and Lara and me will say, you know, the rest. But fucking, I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm, I'm mid-table. I've got a chance to break out at the top five of drafting a joke team. Does that not just show how good of a drafter I actually am? I think it does. But I'm, but I'm not even taking it seriously. I'm still doing not bad. And like, this week's wanker statement of the week comes in. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, what I'm taking from this is that you've won a previous season, so now you're not taking it seriously anymore. In regards to the fact that the person who's currently in number one and has been for the last few weeks is someone who has won a season in the past, so really, mate, fuck up your ideas. Well, <laughs> I, wasn't taking it, I wasn't taking it seriously because I drafted last. I knew there was no chance in hell, especially with the Rumble season. All the big players would be gone. I'm just having a little bit of fun with it, you know what I mean? Having fun, having a good time, chilling. I've I've, I've won, mate. I've, I, I did, I did, I've done my thing. I'll come back next season when the tag teams are full going, draft strategy going on, and I will be the next, after David Hockney, two-time winner of the draft. I'm not mad, Jack. I'm just disappointed. Only <laughs> number five with Stephen Wilson, 131 points. Gary Kernan, he was in the top three. Now, I've moved ahead of him now, I think partly due to Stashes win on Madden. He's got 141.5 points. I've got 147.5 points in third. Brian Gallagher, 
is in 148 points in second, 30 points behind the number one uh, this week. David Talking as I said, he's been number one the last uh, few weeks. We've been talking about it in our uh, group chat that this is kind of hot in season to lose. Mm-hmm. And I think you mentioned last week, Dave, that I think the contender year is the lack of rumble representation, yeah. uh, with the exception of maybe Jay So Cedric and Shelton could appear in a role, but unless they're in the ring at the same time, it won't count, yeah. Yeah, then we well, won't get any points. I'm actually glad you brought that up, Scott, because. We've got one week left of this season. Royal Rumble's next week. I'm 30 points ahead. I've got room for for manoeuvrability here. I, I've got a safety net. Uh, so it's not like a, it's a, a hot a hot contest between you know the top three, for example, because that's between you, Ryan, and Gary fighting for, for second place. So with all that being said, and the discussion we had earlier on about you know what's Asuka's role going to be at the Royal Rumble, I don't think she's going to make much of a presence there. Maybe one appearance point for the winner of the Women's Rumble. But so on that basis, I am also going to make a captaincy change. The captaincy change to Mania here. Yep. So my new team captain for the last week of the season on route to the Royal Rumble is going to be Jay Uso. Oh, okay. Interesting. Because. He has declared his entry for the Royal Rumble. And I remember Ryan said last week he might end up having quite a strong presence in the Rumble. He could eliminate a few people. He could be he could put in an Iron Man performance. But what's for certain is he is going to appear and he is going to be in the Royal Rumble match. And you know you get points for every elimination uh, as well as, you know, being the Iron Man, getting the most eliminations overall. And yeah, I think... Jey Uso is in a better position to score me more points in the Rumble than Asuka is. So that's why I'm going to make that change for the last week. I've learned my lessons from last year and I'm going to capitalise on as many points as possible. Old strategy, Khan. Let's see if it pays off. Right. <laughs> hey, can, I, can I revise something I said earlier? And what, it turned out Jack did to make the wanker statement of the week that's now changed hands. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, to who? Me or Scott? I'll leave that to you to, to <laughs> figure that out. <laughs> but David, so. the fact that I said it right after you spoke, I thought that would have been the big clue, but oh well. Oh well, there you go. Oh, Still so far over your head, David, it's almost knocked the hat off. Do <laughs> uh. you think that oh, Asuka's probably not going to have uh, much of a presence at the, the Rumble, given obviously Charlotte's in the, the Rumble and this is in the Rumble. Just wait to just wait to bloody Monday. They'll probably change that. Oh, Asuka's going to take on Lacey Evans or some mm-hmm. shit like that. Yeah, I'll still get points uh, if Asuka does that. So it's you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Then, but then you've not got the captaincy of it, which would increase your lead even further. I know, but you know, I've decided to to take my chances with this one. You know, Ryan can call me out for playing it safe all the time, but no, I think it's time I made a bold a bold play. I mean, you talk about Ryan. He is, I think, the best one out of me, Gary, and. Uh, me, me, Gary, and Tim, we, he has the best chance of catching up to you because next week he does have Roman, obviously, who will be in that title match against Kevin Owens. Finn Balor is in that tag team match uh, with Kyle O'Reilly against Quackus Taddy, Oni Lorcan, and Danny Burch. So I think that could go either way. And also he's got Santos Escobar with another title defense against uh, Kurt Stallion. I don't know who that is either. Uh, so, you know, there's always a chance with like two potential sets. Title defenses 
in the one week ones and being his captain, that could be enough to catch up to you. And, well, say Dakota Kai pops up in the, the women's rumble there's, and gets a couple of nations, there's points there because I don't know when her and Raquel Gonzalez's first round match and just the classic is going to happen. I don't think that's next week. I haven't uh, really checked, but I think Ryan, looking at his team, has the best chance. I it's I, I, I said I said last week. I'm sure that I think that that Ryan's going to win it, but I did think that there would be this thirty point gap this week. Do I still see him winning it? I don't know. I think it's going to be closer than what the table makes it out to be just now. Hmm. So, and you guys may announced about the uh, the teams next season. We're going to be uh, in teams next season. Uh, the one thing we didn't mention is that also we have uh, the winner of Purgatory. Women's of Purgatory are coming into the main season next week, but also the person who was between these two gets to pick first. And that applies if you get randomly paired with Dave Grant wins Purgatory and you get paired with him then your team drafts first. But if David Hockney ends up winning the season and we get paired with Hockney, your team drafts last. But Dave, I think mostly some people would say, oh, that's not fair. That haven't they finally get paired with uh, the draft winner and then draft last? But compared to times when, like, when Jack's had to draft from last place, given that now it's one team making like a single pick each round, mm-hmm. it leaves more options open at the end of each round than it has before because it's kind of half the picks with uh, you know, everyone's teamed up. Uh, it'll be a, hot, a lot more hotly contested season going forward and it's it's just the the way things can change on a dime. Like Even if uh, the winner of Purgatory uh, ends up drafting first, you know, the person that drafted last, you know, they could be drafted uh, with them. So it's it could really go either way, but I, don't, I think the, the odds are not in their favour. I think it would be take an extreme... Uh, well, an extreme twist of fate, shall we say, to to put those two together. But I think it's definitely going to make the next season a lot more hotly contested, given that it's WrestleMania season. You know what they say, Dave? He who drafts last, drafts hardest. But before we move back to Quacker's uh, team, because that's why we had, we had you on, Quacker, uh, Dave, do you want to quickly run us through the listeners' league for this week? David Campbell is all yep. play if he's still listening, is... Hotly waiting for the this week's results. <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, no time like the present. Here it comes now. And I have to be honest, the table hasn't really changed that much, except the bottom the bottom half of the team has actually only closed the gap between the top three. So Ryan Dalglee is still at the bottom of the table with the the socially distanced stable uh, on ninety two points. <laughs> so so appropriately named. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, no major wins for uh, for Ryan. Unfortunately, it's. Uh, but, you know, Sami Zayn did make a few appearances on SmackDown. I think that's the most he gained. But he also has Kaylee Ray on his team, who successfully defended the NXT UK women's title against Ginny. So I suppose that was a nice uh, nice boost for him. Next, we have Tom Brock and the Raw Boys, 127 points. Uh, not much that hasn't already been said about Tom's team. But, you know, as we mentioned, he also has Bianca Belair on his team. And she's uh, been... Smart man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so every chance you know he could you know not finish second to last because uh, he's just two points behind Mark Hume on you done goofed. So, and he's actually the only player in the listeners league to have one person not to score any points, and that is Braun Strowman because he's been MIA this season where with an injury following Survivor Series. Uh, so he's sort of been stuck in the bottom half of the table. It looks like Tom is probably going to overtake him at some point. 
Uh, into fourth place now, Gary Morris with Quizzy Rascals. Also with Kaylee Ray and his team. He has Rhea Ripley as well, who, as we've said, mentioned, is another favourite to, to win the Rumble. But the difference here is his captain is Drew McIntyre. And I think that's what's keeping him afloat, you know, right in the middle of the table. And that's uh, quite an interesting statistic because all four of these guys in the bottom half of the table, they all have Kaylee Ray as their, four, as their final round pick. So they, eventually that's what's helped them close the gap with that successful NXT UK title defence this week. So moving up to 144.5 points in third place, we have Alan Laurie with no team name given. Uh, his captain is Sasha Banks. So she uh, had a successful win against Reggie. He also has Big E on his team. So he's sort of in a similar position to you, Scott. You know, you're both in third place of your respective leagues. And both Sasha and Big E are scoring uh, consistent points. So that's what's keeping them solidly in third. But then we have a bit of a jump now. Again, it's down to the narrowest of margins with Robert Shaw and Colin Blackburn, only one point separating them. Colin Blackburn, second place, Koshi's elite team, 181 points, and Robert Shaw and the Jesters on 182. Like, this could go completely down to the wire between these guys. Uh, but looking at their, at their teams, they both have Drew McIntyre as their team captain. They both have Dakota Kai as their final round pick, so expect some Royal Rumble representation there. Colin has Tony Storm as his second female pick, whereas Robert Shaw has Rhea Ripley. Now, this is quite interesting because one point separates them. Rhea Ripley seems more like a favorite to win the Rumble. Uh, the Drew McIntyre result probably isn't going to make much of a difference, but I think it's going to be their mid-card, uh, their mid-card players that are going to make the difference because Colin Blackburn has Randy Orton and Matt Riddle and Robert Shaw has MJF and Johnny Gargano. Now, Gargano's out of the Dusty Cup now, and it looks like he could be going into a feud with Kushida. So, I mean, I think if Gargano can rack up more appearance points in NXT, uh, along with uh, possibly Rhea Ripley making an appearance in the Rumble, I, if I was a betting man, I, it's going to be very close, but I think Robert Shaw is just going to edge it uh, come the end of the season. So, uh, back to you, Scott. Thank you, Dave. Another one. But I agree, it's close. I mean, even though it's only one point of separate, so it still makes a difference from the last few weeks where they've basically been on the exact same score. It's like being like a half point separates them or separates them from like third place. I do agree, like, what we have Ripley, I think, puts the, the ball like at Robert Shaw's court because she is more of a favourite. Even if she doesn't win, she could show up. And I think she'd have more of a dominant performance than, say, Tony Storm if she showed up in the Rumble. Uh, Potentially, some of these guys have Kaylee. I could still see her popping up in the women's rumble. Maybe I would actually rule, actually would rule that out. But like, you seen even though she's NXT UK Women's Champion, you've had uh, uh, Pete Dunne show up as UK Champion in the past in the rumble. I should mention about Gary's team. I don't. I didn't mean to rule him out. Whether if it seemed like that when I was talking about who could catch up to you, Dave. But given the fact he did also have Kaylee was successful title defense, that didn't hurt his team. And also, if like Rhea Ripley does win the women's rumble, that suggested the last couple of weeks. I think that could do wonders for Gary's team and also with Drew McIntyre. You know, team, even though we, a lot of us are worried that Drew could lose to Goldberg. But mm. yeah, it's been a kind of a two or three between Robert and Colin uh, so far. And like you said, uh, I think it's weird how this seems, the Lister's League seems closer. The, the sign between the two favourites who's going to win the Lister's League seems closer than the actual league. Where the actual league has like a fucking thirty point gap at the top of it. <laughs> hey, what can I say? It's uh, I put it down to uh, being such a strong performer in past drafts. Like I've more often than not, I'm usually within the top five. 
And I've already won a draft in the past before at Royal Rumble season as well. So can I make it two years in a row uh, for the Royal Rumble season? I think, you know, it's every chance that it could happen. We'll have to, to wait and see. But Quaker, you are a team guest this week. We'll go back to, to your team. And we mentioned Bianca Belair earlier. And someone has come up, there was a bit of a contention in, our, in the draft chat where it was talked about the recent obstacle course on SmackDown this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has been ruled that Bianca Belair only gets uh, captaincy points as the official decision from Stephen Wilson, although it's been argued that given it was an athletic contest, there was a winner and a loser being decided that Bianca should have gone points for an actual win mm-hmm. uh, over Bailey. Bianca, obviously, as Bianca's part of your team, and obviously we we don't uh, object to ripping on Stephen Wilson on this podcast, please give us your, your thoughts on this decision that has been ruled. Well, he did originally say no, to which I expected, but then, thankfully, uh, some good members of the draft said, no, that should count. It was, it was advertised and everything. There was a winner or a loser. It happened by the ring and stuff, so it should count. And he did say, okay, we'll give you the points. It did count. So there we go. It does count. To which now David Campbell, because he's got Bailey, I'm guessing, has kind of put his size whatever foot in and is saying that it shouldn't count. I'm sorry, it does count. It should count. It's, it's, you guys need to realise the greatness of what I've done. I'm going to overturn this at the Royal Rumble. You you can't hamper me. You can't you can't do your illegal points and your illegal counting. This is my win for the taking. You watch, David Hockney, I'm coming for you. Ooh. Yeah, how is 10th place, by the way? <laughs> Mate. You're only going to make this march on your capital building even sweeter, honestly. <laughs> the West can, you End make sure, can you make West sure End you're full of fruitful? The West End Country Club does not tolerate uh, incitement of insurrection, thank you. Oh, well, eh? <laughs> If you're not doing yourself any favours with that wanker statement of the week award, uh, <laughs> but, Dave, you, I'll get your thoughts, guys. Uh, Dad, I'll come to you first, uh, since you haven't said anything wanker in the last 10 minutes. Uh, what do you think of this decision that has been rendered in regards to Bianca Blair and this uh, obstacle course? I I think it's a tough one. I get the argument, obviously, that they, they got put forward about the we obviously back back in the good old days of Suplex Retweet Extra and me and Ross were absolutely sick, fed up of the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders participating in any golf and basketball matches and whatnot. That, that was never like giving points for winning the competition there's only appearances this just seemed like a bit of a throwaway segment to me so I, I, I get the understanding of a winner and loser that, that that was determined but to me it's not a match it's something that's separate but it doesn't concern me it doesn't involve anything to do with me so I don't really care in the same vein let them have their petty argument for all I care yeah it's funny how statements like this can really only annoy the people who have, like the people involved in their, their team and everyone else. It's like, ah, oh, I don't care, let them have the point if they want. When really they know that if it was them involved, they'd be like, no, give me the points, you bastard. But <laughs> I think the issue with it is that maybe segments like this weren't really, rules weren't really given about segments like this when the draft started. And really, how could they be? Because we weren't really sure that they would do segments like this. But I think I, I, I'm leaning more towards if a winner is determined, then a point should stand. Uh, 
and like, I do think Bianca deserves something. I mean, she had to carry Otis for God's sake. That's not exactly, mm. exactly. Look, they started out with a video package of her doing jump rope with her, with her hair, like impressive enough. That deserves a point in the first instance. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to be fair. I'm not going to argue for it. But if you're going to give me the point for it, I totally understand why. But she does the obstacle course around the ring. It's advertised as as a match with the full match graphic and everything. She ha- she wins. She gets beaten up afterwards. But oh well, it's she can't. It's she can't. Mm-hmm. But it seems like the official ruling has changed her mind again. So I don't know. But I'll, I'll keep banging on the drum. See if this is what costs me the victory. Honestly, David, I fear for your capital building. <laughs> Hoagies will be flying at the windows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, if I, win the, if I win the season, I'll give out a free hoagie to all the other draft participants just for being good sports. That's what that's, that's more beneficial <laughs> than a final quack if Kevin Owens winning the sale. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really take him at his word because David Campbell promised me chocolate for supporting him in the Schmoder on Twitter. I've yet to see any sort of chocolate of any kind. Oh, I'll wait, I'll wait until we're all get together in person again. Oh, yes, convenient. Who knows when that's going to be called out. But, like, before we talk about the last couple of members of your team, oh, hey, hey, I did want to ask, we did say at the start that you returned to the season after a little while away, because mm. uh, I think season two or three might have been your last, last time you competed and mm-hmm. uh, the draft, and then you yeah, came very back. First one. Very first one. And then you made your dramatic en- entrance into the selection show a couple of months mm-hmm. ago, and now you've got the season, but obviously things that probably didn't work out the way you wanted them to. Well, why did you decide to come back uh, to the draft after all this time? Because last year, uh, last year, last season, I was Daniel's business manager, and uh, he lo- he lost his son prick by one point, and right. <laughs> um, so that had happened. I was about raging and stuff, um, so I decided to take matters into my own hands. And I had to follow Daniel Hens, the team named Furlow Endeavor. Had to had to make that business decision, but now looking on hindsight, maybe that was wrong for business because although I picked a good strong team. They've just not been that like shining star in terms of the draft points. So I have made a business decision to remove myself from next season. However, I am going to be in the draft some way, somehow. Just watch the space. Oh, so there you go. Give it a You never know where, where, and when Quacky will pop up. He could be the Don Cal's to somebody's Kenny Omega next season. You yeah. never know. Uh, I do. Get uh, your reasons, Saku. What I think is quite interesting is like sometimes you pick somebody in the draft, they don't care work of that season, but then they go on to somebody else's team and end up doing well, which is always annoying. It happened to me with Drew McIntyre. And I remember, I think, I believe, Saku, when you were in season one, you did pick Keith Lee, and this was before Keith Lee had this kind of like skyrocketing thing because, like, since from season three onwards, he's been like one of the must have picks. I think he's one of the guys rumoured to win the men's rumble. And yeah, he did very little when you had him. <laughs> it's the story of my life. <laughs> I know. That's um, what it is. I, I know. It, it happened. 
I, I try and forget about that memory up until now where you just brought it up. Thank you very much. That's why I do. That's why I do. I know. But, you know, last couple of things, it, it does seem to be that some of these, all these people are, there's no bad picks here. But I think it's a case of this was a quiet season for most of them or they, they were getting big points but not the most opportune. The one I'm most disappointed in is Darby Allen. Because mm-hmm. I'm even my captain. I, I, I thought, like, TNT champion, going to be out every week, doing a, a little skateboard promo here and there every week, come out and defend the damn thing. He's been just sitting up the top, looking at it. I mean, the weeks where Sting was on, he was just looking at Sting. I'm like, do more than that, come on. I know, he's been very disappointing, I can see why, because like, he came out for his way in the week before his most recent title defence, mm. and it says like, champion for like 60 days. So they took the lazy bastard 60 days to defend the title when mm-hmm. Cody was out defending every bloody week. Mm-hmm. For him, Darby, for him. And then you've got Lorcan and Birch who I feel like they were a couple of, some of the hottest guys coming into the season being part of Pat McAvee's uh, brand. And then they lost that war game. They've sat in the crowd with Pete Dunne for a while. And then they got this match against Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. So at least they can actually like, make make something of themselves in the last week of the season if they can get the win over Fowler and O'Reilly. Here's hoping, here's hoping. Here's hoping. Uh, Dave, do you guys like what you want to ask Jackie about his uh, team before we wrap up? Not 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 anything to ask. I'll just I'll just add that I think that Quacker's team has just been mighty, mighty unfortunate. I, I just said that Walker and Butch, they've you'd expect more being tag champs obviously Bianca Belair and bless you would want to get more points yes, there are some good names so to speak for a, a team that you expect to perform well but luck just hasn't been on your side my friend mm-hmm. yeah I concur I think you, it's a well balanced team overall but that's the problem it's too well balanced Like, and as I said before you need someone who's going to be a definite front runner to score your big points and I think that's what your team was lacking that was a that was a thing when I when my team was revealed and I was speaking to people they were saying you've actually got a really strong team like this was before any points went out and I was like yeah actually I have because I thought like Alexa would get at the start so many points for appearances and especially because she had just beaten Nikki Cross and I thought they would have gone into a feud or something that didn't materialize Darby Allen we just talked about. Kevin Owens, we go in straight with some championship losses. Um, Bianca Belair, she gets some appearances here, there, and everywhere. Um, Zach Gibson takes a while to get a bit of momentum. Lorcan and, uh, and Birch, we talked about. So, yeah, it's just one of them. But, hey, I had fun. I had fun. Yeah. But, mark my words, I'm back next year. Not officially in the draft. But you'll see, you'll hear of me. Yeah. Funny thing about Kevin Owens is when you picked, you'd have probably been better off if you, points wise if you picked bloody Adam Pierce in your team yeah. over Kevin Owens. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's the thing about the draft. It's a, it's a cruel mistress, you know. Sometimes you say you've got the a hot pick and then they don't really do anything for you. It's really it's up to fate sometimes. But like you said, you had fun, and that's really the most important thing, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. I had fun at St. Stevie. What about points here? What about points here? It seems to be the standard thing in the draft. So, I 
oh well, I've got my wee battle going on now because I don't know. It's up in the air when I get the uh, win points for Bianca Belair. So let's see what happens. But one thing's for sure, the capital rush on the Hockey Hockey House is getting stronger and stronger by the minute. <laughs> <laughs> the the KA conspiracy theorists are on. They're already ramping up. The, K, the KAnon conspiracy theorists. Yeah, honestly. The first of February is going to be a day of reckoning. You watch. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to say goodbye for the week of Saturday Draft Live. We want to thank Quackamaji for coming on and uh, talking about the, the struggles of his, his team. But he's taken it all in his stride and he's he still had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking, what's for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> What is for dinner? That is the eternal question of life. But we can't answer that today. I want to also thank my co-host, Jack Graham. Alright, thanks, Scott. And the potential winner of the draft, I'm saying that to potentially jinx them, mm-hmm. uh, David Hockney. Yeah, just hold that thought. I'll be I'll be back, uh, hopefully as a two-time winner. We'll see. Uh, I haven't seen so remember to follow uh, SuperPlayersReachie on Twitter at SuperPlayersReachie. Also, Facebook and Instagram or join our Facebook Q&A so you can get involved in the, the Listeners League in future seasons if you so wish. We've uh, got quite a few people signing up for next season. The Listeners League is growing and cultivating much to David Campbell's delight. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow, check us out on all good Android podcasting sites, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, where you can find our back catalog of past episodes of this show, past episodes of our feature show. We had episodes uh, about the greatest rumble moments. We had episode sponsored by the Chilip Hotel, talking about the last two Blackpool uh, takeovers. And next, our next feature show is going to be one year on Drew McIntyre's Royal Rumble win and his subsequent WWE title run. And we've got so many other good feature shows in the works. We've also got our central show every Thursday, talking about the recent news and rumours going on in the world of wrestling. And sometimes people can spur their ideas, like I did with a few faces of Alexa Bliss. We've also got East Meets West, uh, shows like East Meets West coming out every uh, once a month, usually on a Sunday and we've got all shows like the Retro Reviews are set to be coming back very soon I've been speaking to Ross about this uh, check out our YouTube channel so if you want, if you like conspiracy theories with uh, Derek Campbell talking to himself in a dark room and one time he got Jack on Ah, the, the, I think that was the maybe, I think if I recall it's the, the, the highest watched conspiracy theory and it was called the Conspiracy Theory of a host, David Campbell, and special guest, Jack Graham. There you go. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> uh, quiz Showdown, I am the reigning Quiz Showdown champion, but the state will be on the line at Quiz Showdown 7 Royal Rumble edition coming up uh, sometime before uh, this year's Royal Rumble, maybe even Royal Rumble weekend will be up. And also the Book It Tournament, I believe the semi-finals will be being recorded soon, so Maybe expect those sometime in February. We'll keep you updated on that. But that's all the content we've got going on. And from my panel today, I'll just say goodbye, everybody. There now follows an enthusiastic advertisement for Quiz Showdown. Hello guys, welcome to Quest Showdown. I'm Daniel Campbell and in the show you're going to see the members of the Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet team go through a very strange quiz. We don't know what the heck's going on with it, but you're going to have to watch to find out. Go check out on the YouTube channel now. That was an enthusiastic advert for Quiz Showdown.